Welcome to Between the Gutters, the podcast where we talk about the stories within the panels. I'm your host, Drew Tan, with Albert Lamb and our guest, Alexander Shanus. Hey, 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 everybody. Greetings. Shanka Donka. Shanka Donka. What's happening? So today for the podcast, we're going to take a little detour. We're going to try something a little different. Um, We've got a grab bag of listener questions submitted by you guys. So we're going to pick a few of them and discuss them and just see where see where the conversation takes us it's gonna be real stream of consciousness we're gonna we're gonna wallow through our imaginations is that the word? wallow no not wallow. wander wander oh. frolic that frolic was, okay we're gonna frolic through our imaginations we will frolic man yes. i mean i do definitely wallow in my imagination i would wallow <laughs> in my misery and my yeah. despair but i don't know if i wallow in my imagination because that's my only escape from my misery and despair What's the first question, Drew? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, how about this one? If adamantium is metal and it's heavy, how come Wolverine didn't need to work out and develop the strength to get used to the additional weight when his skeleton was laced with adamantium? Well... He's already stronger than your average person, right? I mean, he's like peak human strength. I don't... Well, he's not superhero strong, but he's peak human strong. He's at least, like, at Captain America level, right? I think Captain America is a little stronger than a peak human. Okay. Because he's got the super soldier serum. Yeah. Because Wolverine was still a human being. He just has mutant powers healing, right? I don't know. I think the fact that he has a healing power, that kind of would mean that... And we're assuming the adamantium being that it's the strongest metal probably is a very dense metal too. So like that makes sense. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Okay. So, so he, he gets in, injected with this adamantium covering on his bones. So now his arms, his whole body, his legs are much heavier. So he has to move them and lift them. Yeah. So that means any small motion is going to probably tear his muscle fibers, right? And considering his healing factor, the healing factor is gonna, like, probably going to fill in those muscle fibers are torn with the proteins to build them up and make them stronger. So probably very quickly with all those micro fissures going on, He's going to heal up and build up the muscle mass to actually move his body, his leg, and his arms to do what he needs to do. Okay, so so you're saying that it wasn't necessary for him to to work out and do repeated exercises. All he needed to do was just live his normal life, and eventually, over time, well, his healing factor would strengthen yeah. his muscles. Well, you could also Here's argue that every thing. motion is him like lifting a huge dumbbell of weight. So it's That's like true. every motion for him is him working out to the point like when he's been lifting his arms and yeah. legs around enough. It's like any weightlifter, at some point you plateau and you're like, all right, that's the maximum strength I can achieve, so this is all I need. He did start, I mean, the, he those got bonded to his skeleton while he was in Weapon X, mm-hmm. so there was this entire period where he was in a lab, so let's say that there's an untold tales of Weapon X or untold <laughs> tales of Wolverine out there, There's very there's very much a chance... That during his period within Weapon X, part of his training would have been adjusting. Physical? Yeah, it would have been physical and adjusting to the new uh, metal in his body. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it makes sense what you just said because a lot of the stories where we've seen him in the Weapon X time period, where you know he's he's inside that floating vat yeah. of water, right, and he's got that that uh yeah headpiece thing that's like programming his mind yeah like even then he's basically naked except for the headpiece but yeah. his whole body is just he's super fit he's got a six-pack yeah he's got 
muscular packs. He's Barry he's Winter like, Smith drew him. Yeah, like an Adonis. Yeah, he yeah. was an Adonis. Yeah. Just a really short Adonis. A really short and hairy Adonis. Yeah. yeah, but his proportions were just even enough so that he looked tall. But when like you walked up close because of perspective, and you saw. He was kind of pudgy then. <laughs> he was compact. He was a compact man. Yeah, he he was compact. But from a distance, but he looked ve- tall. Very muscular. Of his yes. Very muscular. <laughs> I could see that. Weapon X. Physical training. Compact like but tall looking from a distance. <laughs> so do, do you think that uh, Wolverine's healing factor means he can't get fat? No. I think he can get fat. He can get fat. It's just that... He gets too fat, or it affects his lifestyle. Like he gets a case of diabetes. 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 I'm I'm assuming that if you can pronounce symbiote as symbiote, then all the words we've learned <laughs> words have, don't mean anything yeah, anymore. In pronunciations this world. I'm sorry. are completely wrong and can be <laughs> twisted and turned however you want. So, in the case of the diabetes, I feel like <laughs> the healing factor would either a burn away the fat or the whatever factors in his body that would cause it, mm-hmm. and and solve that problem for him. It doesn't mean he's not going to be fat. Because yeah. he could be fat and still be strong. He'd be fat and still be healthy. Because you could be just like a person who like eats a lot of food and works yeah. and does a lot of physical work, but maybe not aerobic activity per se. I could even imagine him being morbidly obese. <laughs> I'm <laughs> serious. He okay. could, there's a chance he could be morbidly no, obese. No, because morbidly obese implies that he's dying from his, from his, from his obesity. No, nope. you can live that. a prolonged life, but your body would just do... Like, you'd have, like, standard of living issues. But see, I'd compare it to, like, being affected by radiation, right? Radiation kills your body, and I feel like if he's been exposed to any kind of radiation, his healing factor would actually work towards getting rid of the radiation out of his system. So if he was morbidly obese, his his body would retaliate and make him to be, allow him to be fat enough, but not be morbidly obese. So he couldn't so, be in a perpetual So he couldn't be morbidly obese, but he could be, be obese. obese. Yeah. Okay. Just so that, it's the, that adjective. Yeah. Oh. So we're never going to see a morbidly obese Wolverine comic? Oh, uh, maybe that's Old Man Logan, <laughs> yeah. the end. I mean, we, we couldn't if the, if the BMI measurements change over time, you know. Yeah. We could slowly see a fatter Wolverine because mm. then the, the definition of morbidly obese changes. Well, in Earth X, he was a fat Wolverine. Yeah, that's true. He was. He was, he, was. he was a Danny DeVito Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Wolverine's not a cat. It's more like a dog, he, right? But he also had a receding hairline in that comic. Yeah. Is, so... I guess having a receding hairline isn't something that can be healed from. It's not... It's not damage. I guess it's not damage. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's fair to say that a receding hairline is wear, right? Mm -hmm. It's essentially your body wearing. Well, actually, hair is our dead cells, so you can't really heal things that are already dead. So how come Wolverine always is very hairy? How come he always... It's probably just he's a hairy, genetically... Person, genetically bred person. I don't know his family line could just hairy people. But if if uh, he his if, wait, I read this comic when I was a kid. It was a Wolverine comic. It was I forget who wrote it. It might have been from the Larry Hama era. But I remember there was this story where he uh, well the details don't really matter. But he basically shaved his head with his claws um, so he could go undercover. But within like an hour, his hair grew back. <laughs> is that well? Is that realistic? But there, how a healing factor would work? Well, is anything written in comics generally done with any kind of realism? 
Oh, there has to be some sort of logic. Otherwise, yeah, there's got to be internal logic to the story. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just reading something that might as well be. We, we a want fever to be internal logic, but not very right with internal logic or any actual understanding of what could of be biology, of biology playing a part in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like about the physics of comic books, a lot of the times just like there are just some things that are egregious, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so <laughs> any anyone listening who writes comic books. Make sure you consult with us to verify <laughs> all of your biological and physical issues. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> How's personal. that sound? Okay, here's here's another question somebody asked. Uh, what is the strongest X-Men lineup, and would they win against the strongest Avengers lineup? Well, I think with the first figure, I like... We're talking about like, I think like you know, Avengers versus Just League, right? You have like all Avengers of all time that have ever once been like members, yeah. or like we have to lay down some yeah. ground rules to answer this question. There, we need to have set parameters. So, so first of all, how many members for each side? How many people were? Th- well, we know. Okay, so I think of X Men, right? So the original X Men had what? Iceman, mm-hmm. Beast, Cyclops, like Jean five. Grey. An angel. An angel, so it's five. So Unless you count five. Professor Xavier. Yeah. Five or six. Okay, the original Avengers had Iron Man, We could do Hulk, five on five. Captain America? No, no, it was it was Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Giant Man, and Wasp. So five. Yeah. Unless you count Jarvis, then it's six. Then we'll call it six <laughs> in case you want to call Jarvis. Jarvis is like the Professor X without being overly useful besides cleaning the house. Although, I'll take that back because there are moments when there are stories where Jarvis does do some interesting stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so... We could, we could do six. Okay, so we'll have six members for each side. And just anyone that's ever been in a, an X-Men can be on the team? Yep. Mm. And anyone who's ever been any Avenger can be on the Avenger side. So do we consider Jean Grey and Phoenix to be the same entity, or do we consider Phoenix to be a later incarnation of Jean Grey when you she had her second mutation? I think it would make sense. Like, if someone wanted to put, say Phoenix would be on the team, I'd be like... Yeah, okay. I think Phoenix is okay. fine. Yeah. Um, I think Phoenix is, I think, would consider level 10 mutant. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a bunch of level 10 mutants. Magneto used to be an X-Men. Yeah. You should lead the X-Men. Yeah, we... That, that it, did it happen. It fits in our parameters. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Professor X. This is very, very... Is it top, is t- level 10, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> Wolverine can't get diabetes. Yeah. So... And he's also a very effective agent. He knows martial arts and can be a bit of a good spy. Yeah. yeah. Sneak around a little bit. So wait, so, so Jean Grey, Professor X, Magneto, and Wolverine's got two more spots. Are we just going for pure we power here? X-Man. We said strongest. Well, I guess it was X... Well, X-Man was what? An alternate dimension version of Nathan Summers? Yeah, yeah. Cable. Was Cable ever an X-Man or was just a part of X-Force? Like, how do we classify that? Uh, he works with them. There was a time when Cable was an actual X-Man. Yeah. If you ever read uh, the Mike Carey run, he was part well, of the team... <clears throat> Well then, Cable is a very, very strong mutant. He's got powers combined of what Cyclops. But X Man and Cable are not necessarily yeah. the same thing, too. Yeah. C- plus, remember, Cable, <clears throat> he has to spend most of his energy holding back the techno organic virus okay. consuming him. Mm. And X Man did not have that issue. Right. X Man doesn't have the techno organic virus, so he can devote his full telekinetic abilities. So aside from the techno virus thing, they were they had exactly the same powers. Uh, basically, yeah. Mm, yeah, uh, X- he uses it in different ways. Let's put it. There. Did yeah. X Man grow up in a different environment than Cable? Because Cable grew up they fighting both a war. They grew up in pretty bad environments. Because Cable's era was the apocalypse-controlled era, right? Yeah. No. Well, 
No, they're both. I guess they're both grew up in apocalypse ruled yeah, eras. Yeah, they're both from alternate futures that okay. you don't want to visit. Okay. Comics, guess, everyone. And <laughs> I guess, and I guess, X Man is stronger than Cable since he has the X Man was the mutant messiah. Yeah, he was the. Uh, he was tasked <clears throat> with leading mutants into glory or something. Wait, so are, are we still composing this team of X Men? Are are we just? Pulling out the top six most powerful characters. That's what the question said. The strongest lineup uh-huh. of the X Men versus yeah. okay. the Avengers. So, I, that's what I'm going. So with. we'd have to have uh, Rachel Summers in there too. I yeah. think because oh. she could be in there. Phoenix as well. How about? Uh, oh, Vol- wait, no, I don't no. think we would need a Wolverine you on this team. Yeah, he doesn't no. belong there. He doesn't belong there. You'd probably what, have to have Storm. Storm's yeah. not. But she's not level ten strong, right? She just. I don't know what level she is, but she's been classified as an Omega level mutant. Oh really? Okay. I guess if yeah, I guess if she can completely completely changes the atmosphere and climbing yeah. around and that could be pretty devastating and have long-term effects yeah, yeah. what about the uh the the triplet girls from the new x-men run who the were stepford, Cuckoo, stepford cuckoos cuckoos yeah because they had really strong telepathic powers too yeah, yeah i don't sure to what level they were though. still not as strong they as had Emma. they had they had never reached their potential okay as far as uh the series oh because also one gone. of them died right yeah. was killed well i think there were there started were like out with seven like of them or five of like five okay. or four <laughs> of them at least yeah and two of them died i think yeah okay so who, who we got we got gene gray the phoenix we got rachel summers, summers the phoenix we professor got x. professor xavier magneto x-man x-man yeah and storm yes and storm okay so is that our six you know it's, it's, think... it's like four people with psionic powers magneto yeah. and storm yeah, yeah, the two people can actually alter the uh, Earth's atmosphere uh-huh. or yeah. magnetic. Uh, okay, okay, chilling, yeah. that's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. So who who's on the Avengers side? Who's the their top six most powerful? You gotta Hulk. have Thor. You gotta have Thor and Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Um, I think Iron Man. <sighs> yeah. Has value there. He has a lot of versatility in terms of the things he can do and counter, yeah. and he's being that he's smart on the fly too. Yeah. Can be very okay. You can't underestimate the brain power. If we're gonna look for someone to counter them, like Sentry Luke. was an Avenger, technically speaking. That's true. That's true. They need the Sentry. Yeah. Okay. Black Panther. Black he's, Panther. I think he's a guy he's who like an, could. He, he yeah. could command his country to rise up and form <laughs> yeah. an army to attack. <laughs> 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 we're all Avengers now. <laughs> Wakanda forever. No, You've been but deputized. I, but I just mean in terms of someone. Okay, if they don't have anyone to necessarily counter them in terms of their abilities, of their Scarlet Witch, I would say is really Scarlet strong, powerful because okay. her chaos powers over. I mean, she caused the House of M event, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty cataclysmic. So we got Scarlet Witch, we've got Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, and Sentry. The Sentry. Are you? Are we really going with Black Panther as our? sixth member if he is the most prepared man in the marvel universe if he's a man with a plan for every contingency then i would imagine that he would know how to take out the phoenix one one telepath and since they got four on their team there's a good chance that he could just do it over and over again yeah hey on grounds it makes sense if something works the first time logic drew logic so he just one has to do it once time. and then get them to get into a line and then just do it again and again and again game over game over but, but, but let's put that in a whole for time being. what about um 
Was Doctor Strange ever part? Of, he was part of the Avengers, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah. His access to the mystical arts and mystical realms can create a whole other dimension. That they also have. Can, yeah. They've also had Eternals on their team, so they oh. had like Cersei, and yeah. uh, oh. the Celestial Madonna. Yeah, the Celestial Madonna. Mantis. Something. Uh, they got Captain Marvel, both Carol Danvers and. Yeah, she's very powerful. Oh yeah, that's right. But yeah. they also have what's his name or. Uh, Actually, Captain Marvel, I think, is classified as a, as like one of the strongest. Yeah, she's she's one of the most powerful characters right now. Ooh, so her or Black Panther. Mm. How how about if you keep Black Panther but take out Iron Man because Iron Man yeah, kind of makes true. that's true. That's true yeah. there, like he's really there for his mind, right? Yeah, um, he's their strategist. And T'Challa also yeah. has access to technology, so if he really yeah. wanted to, he could create his own suit <clears throat> of iron. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Plus, Iron Man's gonna get messed up by Magneto. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Well, unless it's, unless it's non. Well, what, is he gonna call himself Plastic Man? Well, so he calls himself Iron Man, but I don't think the actual armor is made out of iron. It could be a non-ferromagnetic metal, which means it doesn't get affected by magnetic uh, waves. Well, they've existed in the Marvel universe for how many years now? And in the past. Magneto has taken over his stuff before. Well, that's because every writer just yeah. assumes that the moment you have metal, Magneto can yeah. touch it. But the truth is, not every metal is actually magnetically influenced. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> what I'm saying is, throughout the course of Marvel okay. Comics, he's faced Magneto enough times okay. where you would think that by now, he would be like, hey, how about I not have a suit that could get magnetically controlled... Well, by anyone. Yeah. The, main, yeah. the Probably the main issue is because his suit is so advanced, he probably could use the... the well, he probably uses some aspect of magnetic uh, influence in the metal to actually help him conduct information through his suit. So he's not just going through wires, but he's actually in the, surface, the suit itself, which gives him more surface area access, which probably means he can probably process more fish through his suit that way. But that just means it's conducting really well. It doesn't mean that there's any magnetic aspect of it but there's a chance that he could use some magnetic properties of it to make it even better so once that happens then Magneto has a free go at him overall I think we don't need him we don't Black Panther all the way do we need someone like the Hulk whose only contribution is pure brute strength well if you already have Thor and Carol Danvers there that's already like two pretty heavy hitters yeah so but who's stronger Thor or the Hulk well, technically, Hulk is the strongest one there is. Yes. Yeah. But in this sort of a battle, I don't know if punching is everything. Yeah. That's a fair point. Because everybody on the X-Men side is going to be able to yeah. fly anyway. So, so what, is, what if they what, use what their can... telepathic power to like Turn unleash them? all of his internal daddy issues and all his you know daddy insecurities issues? from yeah. being a child and he just ends up Sitting there, <clears throat> blubbering into like his Jello cup because he they doesn't know how yeah. to deal with his emotions. He c- they could force him to revert to Banner, and Banner wouldn't yeah. be able to then turn he'd back. Be useless. He'd be useless. So yeah, I guess okay. we, we don't we don't we need, don't the, need Hulk the Hulk. So we've got Thor, <clears throat> Captain Marvel, Black Panther. Well, but that argument then the Sentry is also a really bad. That's part. true. That's yeah. The Sentry he's, he's full of psychoses. Yeah, and yeah. he's probably mentally yeah. not very. He's mentally unstable yeah. okay. to begin with, so he's probably not a good choice. Yeah. Okay. okay so let's recap. So then we're talking about Black Panther, Black Panther, Thor, Thor, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, yeah. and Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Okay. 
Or Unless you think she's redundant because we have Doctor Strange already. But her powers well, aren't the same as his powers, they're right? Not, they're, they're not the not same. Exactly they're the not same. exactly But are we going to be worried about her being unstable too? <clears throat> that being a thing that can be taken advantage of. Hasn't she sort of resolved her yeah, mental they've, instabilities? Yeah, they've resolved her me- mental instabilities. Okay. Plus there's also a chance that if she's on the team, Magneto will hold back his full power because yeah. he doesn't mm. want to murder his own daughter. Fair enough. Okay. I think they did a story recently where I think they were implying that she may not even be his daughter. Oh, okay. So that's, that's great. So <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So another, so another retcon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Whatever. It's a comic book for you. So that's five Avengers. Who's our? Okay. Who's the sixth one? Um. Is there any Avenger that has some sort of psionic power? Telepathic power or telekinesis. They don't have their own telepath as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's kind of a strange big hole to have in your power set. Yeah. To not have a telepath or telekinetic. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know the comic books as well as you guys do, you probably know, can you, you could probably list off all the X-Men Avengers faster than I could, so I can't even think of any Avenger that I recall having. Well, I'm, I'm thinking purely in <clears throat> their, like, top tier of, of characters, and I can't say that. What if in their, what about their middle tier or bottom tier? Can any of them contribute? Their, their bottom, <laughs> their bottom tier, though, are they made that strong or effective? Well, <clears throat> would we want Captain America just because he's Cap? And his whole he's thing the is, world's greatest tactician. Yeah. So, that's something. And that combined with Black Panther's... And he's mentally... He's got strong mental fortitude, so he'd be the yeah. last one to probably be like mentally like taken over. Him and Black yeah. Panther, probably. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Heck, actually, if we're going to say anyone on the Avengers end, we could technically say Rachel Summers. She was an Avenger. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was she? Uncanny Avengers. Rachel Summers? Wasn't she? Yeah, she was on the team, dude. Was she? I forget. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was on the team. Okay. The mutants were Scarlet Witch, Rogue, Rachel Summers, uh, Sunfire. I don't remember Rachel being on the team. Wasn't she? Oh, maybe she wasn't. I don't know. Uh, you're, ta- you're talking about the, I was gonna the say you could cheat Rem- Rick Remender run? Or are you uh, talking about the run that came after that? Cause I don't, I don't think I read the run that came after it. Let me, let me take a look. I'm pretty sure I remember she was <clears> on the <throat> team, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might have to look that up. Yeah. But, but even so, I would still say she's more of an X-Men character than an Avengers character. Yeah, so but technically, if she's been in, an Avenger. And she is taking an alternate reality, right? So they could have me grab it from a different alternate time, or whatever, and have a version of her that. Yeah. Wolverine's been an Avenger. Yeah. That's true. But he's he, not really... He wouldn't really contribute much yeah. to a battle on this scale. Except for humor. Or Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> what about Nova? Oh. I don't really see him... Oh, what dude. About Vision? Vision's powerful. Vision's but But powerful. I was about to say, I just remembered uh, an Avenger who has who has uh, psionic powers. Uh, remember Justice? Oh, yeah. Marvel Boy? Yeah. Yeah. He could be... He could be... Uh, the sixth member, maybe. Well, I don't think he's as powerful as... He's any, not. Yeah, he's definitely not as powerful as... The well, I guess X-Men. she wasn't on the team. I don't know. Maybe... I don't know why I, I think you just was. You probably just got her confused with Rogue or somebody. Okay. All those mutants look the same to me, too. Okay. Fair enough. So, now on to the big question. 
Who would win? Yeah, who would win? At this point, I'm more going to say the X-Men will win. Uh, you think so too, Albert? Not really. Okay, but... well, let, let's hear, let's, <laughs> let's hear each of you guys. I want to hear each of you guys lay your case. So my initial case is it took us so much longer to figure out six strong Avengers that counter the X-Men. And but, ex- uh, but here's here before, before uh, I hate to cut you off, but... I think the reason for that is because we're specifically thinking of characters that will counter yeah. the team that we already picked. Because the X-Men, it was easy to come up with four powerful X-Men, but we didn't necessarily come up with a balanced team that yeah. is set up to counteract the strengths of the Avengers. Whereas with the Avengers, they kind of have the advantage of, okay, we picked we picked Black Panther because he's got a plan to take out all that. <laughs> okay, fine. You know? What? He just has to do it once, and in that plan, he can use it over and over again. What? Was that was that going to be your argument? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, he spent a lot of time and money and resource on this one plan. He's going to get his money's worth out of it. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Shanus, Shanus, let's let's hear your case as to why you believe the X Men would win this battle. I think just individually, character for character, the X Men have these Omega level power level ten characters who can by themselves devastate the earth if not the whole universe um even, even if we go back to like the the worst comics I've ever read like when we had when we read x-men one two and three by jim lee in the 90s yeah like that was a tidal wave like you know really just messed things up yeah jean yeah. jean gray when when we were gonna have to kill her like completely like reset the entire time and some to like this terrible future where they had to like find a way to like resolve things and bring things back to normal cable by himself has the combined powers of both his parents or x-man i say and literally can do almost anything in a way um just individually they, they could literally be their own team and still be like you know what before anything even happens they could just like set off that 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 a-bomb trigger so to speak i'm like all right i'll survive you won't mm-hmm. so so you're saying that the x-men will win because once they just use their powers it's pretty much over. There's nothing that... You can't really respond or react to... Yeah, and Black Panther will find a way to respond to it, but the question is, can he create the response that will allow him to guarantee that they won't find some glimmer of mental power to then break free and and do what they need to do? Okay, okay. Albert, your case for the Avengers winning this battle? Um... I would say Dark Phoenix is pretty unstable. So yeah, she's but, kind but of we're not talking about the Dark Phoenix. We're talking about Phoenix. Oh, okay. Um, but there's no way that you could mess up her mind so that she. You reverts. can mess up her mind. Yeah, that's uh, how they. That's how they messed yeah. her up in the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. So she would. Yeah. There's a very much a way for her to lose control of herself and revert to that, mm-hmm. and then they'd have to deal with that, wouldn't they? Yeah. So she's. Well, at that point, I think everybody would have to deal with exactly. that. Exactly. So she's kind of unreliable in and of itself right mm-hmm. there. Um, I do think that Black Panther, if he's truly a guy who has contingencies, and like, and this is in all seriousness, like outside of the joking or whatever, but if he really does have contingencies for everything, like it wouldn't surprise me if he is prepared to take on, you know, each and every one of these mutants. Yeah. Like, they, they exist on the planet, and they're potential threats to his country and his nation. So, you know, I'm sure he has some sort of telepathic sniper weapon that <laughs> can just kill him from, like, 
from his <laughs> throne room. You know? Okay. So okay. I, I don't... So if you combined his resources and his resourcefulness along with the power of an Asgardian god and, you know... The Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme and, you know, a cosmic guardian of the planet. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty heavy things to to take on. Uh, even outside of the Phoenix, you could still argue that they've got three pretty powerful telepaths. I think it's fair that, again, even in, in other stories, they've, they've had ways of countering them. You can put those collars around their neck <laughs> that just kind of throw off their powers. And turn them into Genosian slaves. Yeah. You could give them a concussion. <laughs> that is true. Uh -huh. If, hey, if, if they uh, yeah. if they stole Forge's blueprints, they could build his gun that negates mutant powers. Yeah. See? See? It's doable. And you know, none of those X-Men is bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. So they just gotta wait till the X-Men camp out and fall asleep for the night <laughs> and then mow them down with machine guns. I don't know why you guys aren't seeing this. Why didn't you guys understanding? <laughs> but any of those mutants who has telepathic powers could trick the Avengers team to thinking that they have fallen asleep and make them waste weapons on nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. They could also use a glamour. When we say when, so when we say when, do we are we saying that who will kill who, or huh? or is there some level of defeat that will say that they like like? Uh, let's right, just uncle. let's just use the nebulous term. One team has to neutralize the other team. Neutralize, mm. okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean they have to fight to the death. Yeah. But as long as they can't fight no more, that's all that matters. I don't know. All I know is that if this ever happened, which I guess it kind of did because they had AV AVX. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't incorporate our ideas, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> I'll, I'll say. Who will win the first time? There'll be a rematch later on in five years when they want to do the third event. Yeah. And then the other team will win. Well, yeah. I guess te technically the Avengers won that one. I mean, they stopped the Phoenixes. Yeah. So yeah. that I count that as a win. That right? counts as a win for the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. If they can stop the Phoenix Phoenixes, then that means they can stop Jean Grey and Rachel Summers. Plus, after all that happened, I think the Avengers comics were a lot better than the X-Men comics. Mm. So that's a... That's, the Avengers got the win in the comics, and they got the moral <laughs> victory for yeah. readers. So, so, they got the, so they got the meta win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Glad we settled that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Uh, here's a couple of. I think they're quicker and easy ones. Easier ones. Could Galactus stop the unstoppable Juggernaut? Shanus. <laughs> What do you say stop the insufferable juggernaut? What do we mean by stop him? Mm, what do you what do you think it means? Has there been a comic book story written where somebody could punch the juggernaut and make him move? Or knock him out? I remember conscious? the Hulk knocked him out once. So then the insufferable juggernaut can be stopped? And so it's merely just his ego that can't be stopped. Okay. So Galactus can stop the unstoppable juggernaut. <laughs> How about this one? Can can Galactus move the blob because nothing moves the blob? That's what he always says, at least. That's yeah. his catchphrase. Has anybody ever moved the blob? I uh, can't think of... I can't think of anyone yeah. who's ever picked him up. Yeah. 
Against his will. Okay. Ooh, here's another one. What's what? What was that one guy? The Unus the un, Untouchable. Oh. Ooh. Is that what his name yeah. was? Yeah. Unus the Untouchable. Yeah. Can Galactus touch Unus the Untouchable? <laughs> <laughs> If he's never been touched, then I'm gonna say Galactus can't touch him. He's never been touched. He can get infinitely close to him. I think infinitesimally close to him, but I think he has this like thin layer around him. So even if you're like picking him up, you're not actually touching touching him. him. Yeah. Yeah. So that one I'd have to say is literal. Dude. Yeah. Una's the untouchable is actually untouchable. Okay. (laughs) What what about the blob? But he could still be crushed though through this untouchable layer. Yeah. Yeah. He's not invincible. Yeah. Okay. Well. So the blob you're saying can't be moved, right? So we have to think about the fact that, okay, if the first pick a reference frame here, right? Because obviously he's on the Earth and the Earth's moving, so the Earth is actually moving him around. Well, yeah, if you get that technical about it. And he he didn't always have his been powered, right? <laughs> so he wasn't always. <laughs> you think that's funny, Albert? I think the expression that you looked over here with was pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing video recordings. <laughs> Uh, but the blob didn't always have his powers, right? He wasn't always the blob, even though he might have been overweight. Oh, uh, I guess so. I mean, everybody's mutant powers manifest at yeah. a certain age in life. So when it manifested, that's when it became unmovable. So you're saying if he goes back in time to before he has mutant powers, <laughs> no, 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 and I'm, lifts, I'm, I'm picks just, him up. I'm just simply trying to understand, like, at the point at which he would become immovable. Well, he's he's immovable when he chooses to be un- un- immovable. When he chooses, okay. Yeah. It's, so it's like a mental thing. That's part of his power set. So we're saying... So, okay, so we're, we're talking about like somebody actually directly moving him. Not, yeah. Not as a consequence of him already being on Earth and already been exactly. moving with the Earth. When he doesn't or, want to be moved or from... Or somebody moving the Earth and because the Earth is being pushed by something else, he, being that he's on the Earth, right. he himself isn't being moved. He's just moving along with the Earth. And, right. But he himself is not being moved in his reference Exactly. Okay. Then if nobody in his reference has ever been able to move him, then I would say even Galactus couldn't move him. So you don't think Galactus, with all his might... And his gigantic proportions. You don't think he could just pick up the blob like a little toy army soldier? Well, we don't quite understand the blob's power of not being moved, right? Like, is, is the it, power is it just related to his actual body, or is it like does he alter the physics around him? Yeah, I guess that's he, the big does question. Does he alter his density to be, to ensure that he can't be moved? I don't know if he has to alter his density, but from my understanding of how his powers work. When he wills himself to be immovable, he cannot be moved. Then he can't be moved. But if it's a matter of will, can't you just affect his willpower with telepathy and <laughs> then just well, make well, him move? That's not that's a guarantee because if he, cause he's kind of a simple-minded person, right? And you think that makes his mind weaker. But if he's so simple-minded that this one thought is the one thing he's so fixated on, then you can't really get it around through a second anywhere else. And then just becomes a, his mind becomes immovable too in that sense. I don't think his mind is... You're saying that he's so stupid that he's imper- <laughs> no, impervious I'm not, I'm, I'm to saying, mental stupid. abilities. I'm, I'm I, simply saying that he's kind of he's generally considered more of a simple-minded character, right? Yeah. But if his willpower's focus is on choosing to be immovable, then he becomes so focused on that idea. I just can't see you breaking through that mental wall of making him not be immovable. Because all that, the whole thing about telepathy is also like as much as it's trying to bash in on the person's mental state, it's also you're just trying to warm through them and find a way in opening to to like trick their mind and letting you in further. Well, to some degree, he has to be able to defend against that. Like, I find it hard to believe that Professor X wouldn't be able to unwill that. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, it's fair. I guess unless he's declared, unless he's built up some sort of 
mental defense against that if, if it's never been done to him before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. it's tough to say, man. Yeah, it's tough to say without seeing comic book evidence yeah. one way or the other. But if we are saying that he's movable only through his willpower, and we allow for the fact that his willpower can be altered, then by then, the very argument, he can he be, be moved. moved. Yes. But what if it's not? What if? So you don't think that. Uh, regardless of his willpower, an outside force has no ability to affect his That's physical state. I'm not sure if it's an active power or a passive power. So if it's an active power, you could mess up his his thought process or his concentration in order to get the desired result, right? Uh-huh. But if it's a passive power, that it's just something that's... Like a defense mechanism. Like, yeah. like the moment he senses it, move. Yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Like, if it's just something that's on all the time, then that's harder to to control. So, mm. Okay, okay. Like, that's one of the questions I like you'd have that. to answer. Passive versus, passive versus active power. Yeah. 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 That's very RPG-ish. Yep. It's also very Game mechanics. Too. Yeah. Game theory, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Albert the genius. <laughs> Alright, since we're still on the topic of Galactus, here's another one. <laughs> Who or what would be the best herald of Galactus? Who or what? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm trying to figure out what. I'm when, just like. I'm just trying to think mean, of like what an a, object. No, like oh, Silver Surfer was a herald of Galactus. Huh? Like Silver Surfer was a herald of yeah, Galactus. Right? Yeah. Like it's the it's the characters who came before Galactus, like trying to find the planets that Galactus would eat up. Mm-hmm. And decide if they were worthy of, like, because also like they had to decide whether or not the, the the life on the planet was actually regarded as intelligent life. Because I think Galactus avoided any planets that she had and what he deemed intelligent life. Right? I think no, prior to the Silver Surfer, he didn't care. He didn't he care. He just ate just to okay. eat. Yeah. Just, he yeah. was just there to okay. survive. So we're talking about pre-Silver Surfer Galactus, or no? We're just talking who would be the best herald of Galactus. Yeah. Like, in your imagination, um, if, if you, you could were pick, to pull something, yeah, any character from fiction. Yeah, or even I guess real, life. real life. Yeah. yeah. George Washington. <laughs> what makes George Washington a great herald? Of he could Galactus? never tell a lie. Oh. oh. So that way, he would never lie to Galactus. Yeah. Because cause the reason why Galactus <laughs> failed to, to destroy Earth was because Silver Surfer turned against him. Yeah. But and that is a lie, technically. Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah. So if George Washington was Galactus's herald, he would never he would lie. Never tell a lie. But, yeah. but would George exactly. Washington ever become his herald, or he be, or would he rather die before he became his herald? Well, that's not really bef- that, before he becomes a herald. When Galactus like has power to consume his will with the power cosmic, so wherever he makes his uh, herald, a- he basically re- removes their soul. Is that what happened to Silver Surfer? Because I thought it was Silver Surfer chose to do so to be his herald willingly to save his. Yeah, but in the process of doing that, his soul was removed, so he became kind of this. But he had to emotionless but he, but, entity. But he had to willingly become his herald. Yes. I'm saying George Washington would not willingly become his herald and rather would die, would die. How do you know that? What if Galactus came to George Washington and said, if you don't become my herald, I'm going to eat up the 13 colonies. Okay. You there, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you eat Britain first, then I'll be your herald. Okay, in that case, I could see him doing that because in that point, he's just like, well, He'd be sacrificing 13 himself. colonies or versus the rest of the world, which we don't care about right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically Galactus would eat the entire planet. Well, 
Well, he would, <laughs> well, he could make a barter. He could barter with barter with him and say, "Hey, look, just save the thirteen colonies. Keep keep this side of the world untouched for me." I find it hard to believe that he would eat any of the other countries, and there wouldn't be effects <laughs> planetary wide. <laughs> well, I mean, like he could eat, I'm just gonna eat half the planet. The rest could, of it like, should be okay. Like, they could they could talk about like what it means to eat the planet. Say, hey, look, you can eat the people and certain resources, but don't destroy the physical structure of the Earth or its internal. Uh, that's not really how Galactus okay. yeah. consumes planets, though. He okay. he's a he force can, of nature. Yeah, fine. <laughs> then he could make up. He could make a deal saying like, don't touch Earth. Make me your herald, but let me kill the Britons and make sure yeah, they can't touch uh, the uh, colonies. They could make that sort of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Then, that's fine because that. especially since we have July Fourth coming up, America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Galactus, his best herald would be George Washington. Because he couldn't tell that's a, a lot. That's a good... That, <laughs> yeah. that was clever, man. Thanks. I, I just yeah. kind of pulled that one out of my butt. <laughs> that was good, man. That's where a lot of the best things come from. Yeah. Uh... Uh... <laughs> I don't know about that. No. Mo- moving on. Let's move on. <laughs> Staying on the cosmic spectrum of things, here's another question somebody asked. Because I guess they saw this in a comic. But can <laughs> okay. can Squirrel Girl actually beat Thanos? Because we all know that there's that comic where Squirrel Girl beat Thanos. Yeah. And Uatu, the Watcher, confirmed with his cosmic senses that it was this not is a real. Yeah, it wasn't a clone. It wasn't a simul- simulacrum. It wasn't a cosmic duplicate. That was him. It was the real one true Thanos. Yeah. So, you do you believe that? I um, could. I'm the kind of person who adheres to the logic that. If it happened, it happened. <laughs> okay, so Squirrel Girl can beat Thanos. Yeah, she can beat Thanos, and I could believe it to the point that if she's just such a minuscule character that Thanos would overlook her, that could be the chicken in his armor that he wouldn't suspect the Squirrel to defeat him. It wouldn't be part of his plans. I guess so. <laughs> okay, so Squirrel Girl is gonna save the day in Avengers Four. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the she's idea. She's their only hope. Actually, if that's what happens, I'd probably walk out of the theater. Laughing hysterically, but also enjoying the movie at the very time. time. Like, they did that. I know they went there, and, 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 and I'd be like, I'm okay with that. That was a ballsy way to end the movie. Yeah. But they went, they went with Squirrel it. Squirrel girl, okay. And the, the headliner for a face war. Okay, here's another one. Can the Flash erase his own existence? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. I mean, all he has to do is go back in time and kill any one of his parents or ancestors. Mm-hmm. And then he's... Well, but then... Okay, I guess I see where you're going with this. Would it, would it create some sort of paradox that yeah. would cause the very fabric of reality to unravel? Yeah. I think it would just unravel and reset to that point. It could just be a causality loop. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, it wouldn't be a causality loop at that point, because if he destroyed his past, then he would never have the future to look back through. Oh. So... Uh... He, but he just could end up being stuck as an as an as an essence in the speed force, right? There's a chance they could just capture his speed essence. Yeah. So it's not very clear if he would actually exi- stop existing, but it could be that he could stop existing with interaction in the real universe. But well, that's there's a also, good point. Because yeah. when flashes die, don't they become one with the speed force? They do. So no matter what he did to erase his own existence, technically he would always exist as part of the speed force. The speed force, I think, yeah. exists outside the normal space-time continuum. Yeah. Okay. So the answer is no. Actually. Exactly no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow, dude. Okay. We solved a <laughs> one of the greatest questions yeah. known to man. That was <laughs> okay. a deep philosophical question right there. Wow. It's all thanks to the speed force. 
Speed Force. <laughs> here's here's a question. Uh, why have why have antagonists been unsuccessful or not tried to cre- recreate the technology or scenarios that led to the creation of the protagonist? For example, uh, like the biology in general, like Captain America, his uh, super soldier serum was developed decades ago and no one, no one recreated it. Or the Hulk, he was a lab accident. Spider-Man was a lab accident. Um, yeah, so th- the, I guess the question is, if it's so easy to get powers, why don't the bad guys just develop the same powers as the good guys? Uh, my first response would be, I think it was Dr. Erskine who worked on the super for- formula. Yeah. Was it necessarily clear or evident that other scientists in that program were aware of the formula, or did they keep it secret enough that only he knew the formula <coughs> and that he was the developing The point of it, it was that he was the only one yeah. that had the actual... So once he died and the only formula used was put into Captain mm-hmm. Rogers, then... And I think they tried extracting from him and they found that even in the extraction that it would like not hold the structure so they couldn't... didn't have enough time to see what it was composed of. Right. So, um, and they have tried writing stories where they have tried to simulate. I think even the Red Skull, I think, was an experiment that the Germans, the Nazis had. Mm-hmm. It was kind that. of their version of Cap. Yeah, they mm-hmm. failed to capture the right serum, therefore he became that weird. He, yeah, he had, like, I think similar physical uh, attributes, but it mm-hmm. left him super scarred and messed up, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. isn't that why he doesn't have skin on his face face skin yeah no <laughs> or his head yeah. <laughs> head skin yeah. Yeah. yeah what was the other experiment that we were talking about Hulk or Spider-Man, Spider-Man or so in I know like in the Tobey Maguire movies there are like there are 15 spiders and one of them bit him yeah. in the comic book when, when Peter Parker gets bitten did they ever mention how many spiders there were that were in that same experiment I don't think they ever did it in the old school uh, Spider-Man comics but so an easy in, claim could be one. In the uh, in Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, it was a genetically altered spider, not a radioactive spider. Yeah. But this genetically altered spider that bit Peter Parker, uh, once Norman Osborn, because the spider came from Osborn Industries, and mm-hmm. once Norman Osborn discovered that, he used he he kept trying to recreate it for himself, and that's how he ended up becoming the Green Goblin. It was like a weird mishmash of the spider. Uh, the genetically altered spider experiment that he was trying to recreate and, and the super soldier serum and the Hulk serum. And but, he ended up becoming the Green Goblin. But in the Ultimate Comics, you also find out that didn't Peter Parker's parents or his father, wasn't he involved in some research or something? Uh, the Ultimate Comics say that uh, Peter Parker's father uh, was working on a cure for cancer with Eddie Brock's father and they ended up developing the symbiote. Oh, sorry. Symbiote. Yes, that turned you. out to be Venom. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to um, catch yourself. I mean, the ultimate stuff aside, it's... I think if we just looked at straight up Peter Parker and uh, the circumstances surrounding him, I don't think any of the villains ever knew that it was a dude that was bitten by a radioactive spider because yeah. his whole origin was that the spider got irradiated, mm-hmm. jumped on him, bit him, died, and then, you know, he went off yeah. <clears throat> feeling sick and then he began to exhibit powers, right? Yeah. So I don't know that anyone who's ever fought him has 
would know tried to replicate yeah. that or yeah. even knew because they wouldn't know what the origin yeah. was for exactly. all they know i mean for all they electro, know, electro thinks he's immune yeah, yeah. So, sandman thinks he's immune the yeah. vulture thinks he's immune yeah but so, if you want to take the route of like the ultimate universe where like perhaps it was now we have we live in the modern age with security cameras and almost everywhere and so mm-hmm. it could have been caught by somebody one could argue that it was the only experiment that was like that or his body reacted to it in that unique way don't forget there was also another spider from the same uh experiment group that ended up biting uh miles morales and yeah. that's how he got mm-hmm. so they were powers. able to replicate it technically where's are miles morales powers exactly the same as peter parker's or are they slightly he has different? More they're slightly powers. different okay yeah he actually has more powers because he he has uh like optic camouflage okay and, and he, he also has a, a venom stinger. blast yeah okay yeah so okay so there are so it could have different changes to yeah. different people or to, to the point could be a person got bitten by a spider and just get sick and, and die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's real life, kids. <laughs> there was that one story in Tangled Web where the guy, I think, tried to replicate it and then didn't he end up having like a spider growing out of his head? Oh, yeah. The Garth one? Yeah, that yeah. was pretty twisted. Yeah. There was also... It's Garth Ennis for you, though, right? Yeah. And there's also uh, the... the the whole Weapon Plus project, right? Yeah. The Weapon Plus project is is this clandestine government operation where they tried to replicate the super soldier serum. And they ended up creating super soldiers, but none of them were like Captain America. Yeah, they all, wasn't anything They were like all that. different. Either yeah. maybe they, they had approximate levels of strength and physical abilities, but mentally it caused subjects to become un- unstable. Yeah. Or maybe they just were able to succeed in creating different elements of superhumans. I think it's fair to say that thematically, a lot of the times, uh, the people that created these characters also had in mind that there was something special about these people. Maybe not necessarily biologically speaking, but there's something special about Steve Rogers that makes it so that he was the one that was meant to be Cap, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't again. I don't know if that necessarily translates to, you know, something in his DNA that makes him ideally suited to become Captain America. But no. it is something about it's his heart, man. Yeah. It's his heart. There is something about Steve Rogers, the man, that you know makes it so that all these circumstances came together and it ideally worked out mm-hmm. for him to become who he is. Yeah. From a but again, from a biological perspective, I would say that's not the case, but. I feel like he's probably the only one who we would, the way he's written the, his character's personality is what makes him be, is what makes him Captain America, mm-hmm. not so much his super strength. But if they did find some other person who could handle it, who then they could have gotten the superpowers too. Well, they had that replacement Captain America, and he went crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, that's true. So the maybe Captain there America is something the special about Steve yeah. Rogers. Well, yeah. so so he got the physical changes, but he just went crazy. Like Red Skull, like got scarred from it. So like, yeah, yeah. So it's very possible that it requires some sort of mental ability to, like, maintain yourself. Yeah, and as far as, like, someone like the Hulk goes, uh, there's the Abomination. He's got similar powers to the Hulk, right? Yeah. Gamma but he ain't radiation, the Hulk. but he ain't the Hulk, but he's, he's got super strength. Yeah. He just looks a lot uglier. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, guess, I guess to some extent, a lot of uh, villains have powers that kind of mirror the hero's powers, yeah. but... The thing that always sets them apart is their innate character and personality of the individual. I mean, the other thing is, back to the previous one about the abomination, like, his 
powers, from what I remember, weren't exactly... Like, the way he replicated it was by exposing himself to toxic waste, from what I remember. Whereas the Hulk was exposed to a bomb blast. Yeah. So, again, it's not necessarily the same. It's not not a recreation of the circumstances that turned Bruce Banner into the Hulk. Right, right. So... Ah, that's a good point, too. Something to keep in mind. Here's another question. Uh, hopefully, uh, you guys have the answer to this one, because I'm not even sure if, if I have it all lined up. <laughs> okay. But if you don't have it. <laughs> which film companies own the rights to which characters? Oh. Well, I guess right now, Fox still owns rights to the mutant characters, right? X-Men. They own the rights to the X-Universe, and they own Fantastic Four? That's yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sony owns Spider Man. I think Universal has Namor. Uh huh. Uh, oh, do they actually officially have Namor? I think so. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. Hmm. But they've and done nothing with him. It would seem they odd. They've not yeah. done anything. With would, him. You would think that the rights would revert after like not being used for a while. It just depends on how their lawyers wrote out the contracts. Mm. Yeah. You know? Like if they were smart enough to, like I don't know why they would put all that effort into writing an airtight contract to hold. Namor of all characters, like <laughs> or, or at this point, why they'd even bother? Do they, they'd probably make more than just selling him off because if they made one Namor movie, and they're like, well, we can't do anything else in this universe. Hey, maybe if Aquaman becomes successful, yeah. they'll make a Namor movie. You, I think you could make a universe for Namor on his own. Like they don't necessarily need to tie him into all the, the Fantastic other stuff. Four. Yeah, like there's a way to tell that story and make money off that. Fine, but. I, f- I just feel like it's a it's a pool that dry up really quickly. Here's a here's a question too, uh, maybe for clarification. But if Sony owns the rights to Spider Man, how is it that he's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? They made an arrangement. They made an arrangement, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, clearly, like, so clearly, uh, the uh, second series of Spider Man movies didn't do quite as well as they wanted it to, and I think there was a lot of internal. Drama, drama going on. You're talking the about scenes. the Amazing Spider-Man, the Amazing Andrew Spider-Man. Garfield. Yeah. So, um, I think those things, with those things unraveling the way they did, and uh, them seeing how Disney and Marvel was able to really build up their empire, they, I, I, well, I think it's safe to say they didn't want to give up Spider-Man because they knew that that was probably one of the ripest cherries that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but they knew to leverage that to their benefit, which I, I think is fair to say worked out. So they created a new Spider-Man, tied it into the uh, current existing uh, Marvel universe, cinematic universe, and... Uh, you know, you can look at the numbers for the movies, and maybe maybe numbers don't mean anything to like us because we're more fans of the actual work itself. But if you look like for for Sony, who at the end of the day, it's really all about the dollars. Yeah. Um, Cash I think rules it's, everything around me. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that for them, um, they knew that this was a success. Uh, like, they're making more movies and then they expanded the universe on top of that. So... Well, they're also writing on the curtails the fact that since the Marvel Cinematic Universe already had enough of a following that just by making Spider-Man tie into the universe, yeah. they're going to grab the existing audience plus anybody who really likes Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Turned out Homecoming was, I thought was a really great Spider-Man movie. Mm. 
Uh, so now they've definitely set themselves up for having another successful movie. But I think the contract was with is that I think they have their they will hire their own writers to write Spider-Man movies, but they can always take directors and writers from Marvel if they want to. Yeah, but it's, it's the other Spider um, characters, the Spider properties, are going to be they're not going to intertwine with MCU right. in a direct sense. Yeah. Like it exists, but you won't see like Iron Man or MCU characters suddenly appearing. At least I think that's what they're going to try for the first next few movies, and I think. Venom, which is coming out later this year, I think is supposed to be part of the Spider-Man cinematic universe. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out, and if it doesn't work out the way they want. Now, because Spider-Man is tied into the MCU, <gasps> they might either do two things, is either they might decide that all those other movies you did without being connected are actually now separate canon from the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Or they might, in a few years, say, like, how would we just do all Spider-Man stuff and inter- intertwine it with the MCU universe and kind of have, share some of the co-writing responsibilities and hopefully get some better creative stuff going on there. It's the... Sort of the best deal for Sony, if you yeah. really think about it, though, because, um, yeah, maybe they don't make as much money, but they'll be getting... Okay, it's not that they won't be making as much money. They won't get all the money for Spider-Man, right? But they'll yeah. get all the money for the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and again, they'll be pooling resources with Disney, was what I was going to say. So if so, I think that's not true. I think they're trying to keep the non-Spider-Man canon movies entirely in-house with Sony. Well, so then that would be purely uh, like... When I say pooling resources, I don't necessarily mean like writing staff or whatever. I just mean that in terms of effort of like putting it out. Oh, no, it's going to be separate. Cause I, I, because they're divorcing it from the MCU in terms of the other characters... They're not bound to the schedule Marvel and Disney have for their own movies. They can do their own thing and not worry about like the timeline of time and list of things. Like Spider-Man will be the only one where something like with Avengers: Infinity War, where his timeline is affected or his hers movies are affected. So they'd literally be utterly divorced from Disney and Marvel. And so you're saying that Venom and any other <coughs> spin-off from the Spider-Man universe. So like that includes any like Sinister Six or whatever. You know? Yeah. Anything yeah. that they've mentioned like the uh black cat and silver sable mm-hmm. movie uh these are all like really minor characters in spider-man's world but i guess because sony has the rights to the spider-man ca- stable of characters <clears throat> they, they can expand upon it right, right and make movies and and these characters aren't they are not going to tie into they the won't. disney movies not at all not one bit but at least not initially but i do think it still benefits them because they're still they're still getting, for the better lack of a word, like reflected glory from the main cinematic universe, right? Oh, yeah, I agree with that part. So, But the production and everything, that won't be, sh- yeah, those, those no, probably won't, won't be shared with, with Disney. Won't. But I do think Kevin Feige does have some input on certain things. That might be part of the contract, so just to make sure that anything, because I think there's also the back reflection, right? If it reflects, yeah. Sony's going to reflect back in the Marvel cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah. Disney has to get something out of it, too. Yeah. So, yeah. so if Sony starts making terrible movies and people are like, we don't really want this to be yeah. part of the MC because now it makes the average go down. Yeah. So in that sense, that's that's a resource. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like but, if they if they can put in their input. But I guess it's more of a Kevin Kevin Feige being a writer or director. More he's not gonna be. He's not gonna have like a direct hand in like a Sinister Six movie. But he might. I mean, because they can always buy. They can, they can always hire whichever directors they want to make movies. I think if Sony was smart, they would. Well, actually, I don't even think that's true because I think a lot of writers. I mean, we live in an age where everyone's contracted. But I think writers and directors aren't like comic book writers where they're contracted to a particular company for a period of time, I think. But doesn't Kevin Feige work for Marvel Studios? He he works for Marvel Studios, but Marvel Studios, even though it's technically owned by Disney, could still has, they still have an investment as Marvel Studios 
Uh, he, he, but he's not even really a, a writer he's or not. a director. I he's like a producer. Right. Yeah, he's like, a producer. Yeah. But I mean, they could they could always hire him on. I mean, they could always offer him like. On, he's, a, he'd essentially act as a consultant yeah. to some degree, which, which yeah. he would just which could kind be of, a thing. But that's less Disney getting money and him being paid yeah. to do that. If so, if Sony was really smart and they really wanted their lesser properties, if they wanted a Prowler movie or the Morbius movie to succeed, yeah. they. I think they would totally. They should totally be willing to enter a uh, not not contract, but a relationship with the Disney films because clearly Disney's got it going. I, they're doing the right thing. Sony that should they need be to do. Disney's vassal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like they understood that it it worked more in their favor to work with Disney than against them. Right. So what what about the news with the uh, about the buyout with the uh, Disney buying out the Fox properties back? Yeah. So the last thing that I heard was Comcast made like a huge bid and was going to. And this is uh, for the X Men and Fantastic Four yeah, stable. Yeah. yeah. And basically, they were going to outbid Disney for it, but um, so for a while it was back up in the air. I think a lot of people were kind of. Well, cause pretty Disney, happy about yeah. the idea that the X Men and the Fantastic Four would be going back to Marvel because right. that could potentially mean like the future phases of the movies. Yeah, we're really gonna get to see. And also, as far as I knew, when that news came out, Disney was the only company that made an offer because yeah, they had, they're the ones who really cared to get it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think Comcast just came in there just because I honestly just to be jerks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I get it from business perspective. They, yeah. they think they can make money out of this, but I, yeah. I, I feel like they're trying to grab a staple of of movies and characters that have only had average or if not worse success. Like I think it's like every other X Men movie has been decent. Like you get like the, some good ones, you get some really really trouble ones, and with Fantastic Four, they've all just been terrible. So it's like okay, you want to buy them now? What are you gonna do with this that they can't do better? Like so for them, it's just I think they're they're hoping they could do something good, but I think. Fox is more inclined to sell to Disney just because I think, I think that's what I think that was the original intent. Yeah. And I think they feel like they just want to honor it. The other thing I remember reading about was that part of the buyout was I think it involved some of their sports stuff too. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Their sports stuff. Who's the guy who owns the whole thing? I forget his name. Starts with an M. Or Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. I think they're just consolidating Fox. So they're they're going to do. Is it going to be just? Sports? They just want to be straight news or something news and like sports that. and oh, something yeah. else. Oh, oh, Wait, so Disney's buying uh, Fox Sports? No. Fox Sports is going to be still owned by Fox. It's going to be Sports okay, and okay. News. Oh. Disney's buying the th- movie the movie properties. rights, movie properties. Yeah. It's, it's oh. a lot of stuff, though. Yeah. It's not just... Yeah. I mean, we're looking at it because... We're comic book fans. Yeah, we're yeah. specifically looking at X-Men yeah. and the Fantastic yeah. Four. But there was a lot of yeah. stuff in there. They're buying right. a huge they're, aspect of they're that. They're buying a large portion of the media empire. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. So there's other things in there that Comcast has sees value in so you know i'm i'm a little hesitant to say that it's purely about mm. uh x-men and the fantastic yeah. four but i do agree that i also believe that there's a chance that there's just comcast just being a dick yeah <laughs> <laughs> just just to raise it i mean the the other thing that we didn't mention was um yeah, the more recent news is that Disney came back with a counteroffer, and so far that's the one that seems to be sticking. So it mm. does look like uh, they're going to get 
the Fantastic Four and X-Men back. I think okay. assuming okay. it meets the approval of whatever committee, government yeah, regulations, it, to make sure it doesn't, like... It doesn't count as a monopoly. Or something like that. I forget what it is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But... So there could be a chance that if all things Disney wants to buy, they might decide, you know what, you can keep the movie rights, we're going to keep, but we're going to give Comcast, like, the non-movie media access. Uh, I mean, I don't know if their influence really goes that deep where you kind of take a scalpel to it. All they can, kind of all they can say is either, 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 either approve or, or not. Yeah. And then they go back and renegotiate yeah. a new deal in some yeah. way and figure out that deal could pass yeah. through. Okay. I mean, that other deal just went through recently, that really huge one with like Time Warner. Yeah. And, uh, and that was surprising that went through. And that one, yeah, was yeah. a massive deal. So people think so. that because that went through, there's no reason why Disney yeah. can't get yeah. this. Yeah, we're kind of in an age where mergers are kind of yeah. The law of the land, or you know, commonplace. Commonplace. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Here's a uh, another funny question. Uh, if you if you had to choose a superhero who would embody each of us, but you can't pick for yourself, you can only pick for the other guys. Who would you pick? Like so, like what superhero, Shanus? What superhero is Albert? Which superhero em- embodies his personality <laughs> traits? <laughs> okay. Honestly, I would say the Raven. The Raven? Because he's so from depressing. From Teen Titans? Raven, yeah. Raven from Teen Titans? He's just so... Interesting. I would not have made huh. that association. I never associated Albert with being a teen goth girl. Yeah. Not, well, she's not a teen goth girl. She's just so mopey. And I feel like... <laughs> Dang! Do you like, think Albert's mopey? I think Albert... Well, a lot of like being single for thirty six years <laughs> tends to make a guy mopey. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Because I was gonna say he was the Hulk because he's always mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thread here is that I'm just an emotional guy <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't not express it happily. Exactly. I'm I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> the spectrum of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the autism spectrum. <laughs> Oh, that means man. you'd be really good at math, but you're not. Oh, jeez. Well, I could, or it could be other things. I could be a musical savant, for all I know. <laughs> Are you a musical savant? I'm not. <laughs> I've heard you sing, though. At least you've got the vocal chops. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Oh, Drew. you should sing for us here. Yeah, we could uh, go karaoke, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, we some I'm other time. That. I'm so bad Dude, at... we should totally go with you, yeah, then. For sure. Karaoke is one of those things where... If you're good, it's good. And if you're bad, it's still, still good. good. It's still good. Yeah. yeah it's better to do ad libs. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what about Drew, Shanus? You got anything for Drew? This ought to be good. Yeah, no. I, I got to really <laughs> think about these. It's it's a tough one to think about on the spot. Wait, are yeah. we just going with heroes or are we going with Oh, you any, could go super villains too any, if you want. Anyone? And any, any comic okay. book character. Okay. Because when I saw that question, man, I, I thought of you as the Hulk. <laughs> like, that was... That didn't take me long to think of. <laughs> I didn't want to think of Raven. Howard, <laughs> <laughs> <Albert>, man! Howard, <laughs> <Albert>, hungry! <laughs> yeah. Man, that's something tough for you. It, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I'm trying to think of, like, it's personality and skill sets that match. It's a tough question to ask on the spot. Um, we may have to come back to this. Yeah. Uh, a future time. Can you think of anyone who would represent Shanus? Oh man, if I was I can't not at the moment. It's it's tough. What you got, Shanus? What you got for us? I, I just got for him for you. It's because I'm trying to think of in terms of 
personality, you know, and uh-huh. like and uh-huh. and skill sets that would mimic a character we know. And <laughs> why, why you laugh like that? I, I did sort of think of someone. I'm not sure if I'll it's an exact it. match, though. I don't think it has to be an exact match. Even if it sounds uh, insulting, just say it's it. It's not insulting. Uh, I could see Shayna's kind of being Quicksilver. Interesting. Just kind of surly and... Oh, <laughs> you know? that is true. Yeah. That's a good point, you know? Or Ultimate Universe Quicksilver or Regular Universe Quicksilver? Regular Universe. Regular. Yeah. Six I'm not sure if I can handle being into my sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh... Oof. Yeah. Well... Even the 616 universe Quicksilver had an unhealthy relationship with his sister. They were, just, might, they, they were just really close, man. They yeah, were just really it close. wasn't incestuous or, or anything, but it was questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never seen you hold your sister's hand, Shanus. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't even really hug my family too often. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you, you buy it? Yeah, that's okay. a good one, actually. That's okay. a really good one. Because okay. the other one that I was, uh, was going to say... Which is kind of similar to Quicksilver is Namor. Ooh, Na- Namor is another ooh. guy who's got that. He's Im- he's imperious. He has yeah. He's you know, ga- he, he's very confident of himself and doesn't really care what other people think. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one too. Yeah. Actually, that- yeah, but do either even have a sense of humor? Namor's funny. Namor does. Okay. Namor definitely I mean, does. Okay. It's kind of a you know. What are you gonna say? Sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I can work with that. He Plus, has an abrasive sense of humor. Namor's more it's... likely to laugh at somebody. Yeah, than to yeah, laugh there we go, them. there we go. Look at that works for me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for you too, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I gotta think of one for Drew. Man, but oh. n- none of them have, like, intellectual, like... I was gonna say Wolverine, because he's hairy. I'm pretty oh, okay. hairy. Yeah. I got hairy arms. Well... Uh, and you're very biting with your words. You could be, at least. I can be, yeah. People say I've cut them with my tongue. <laughs> so wouldn't make you more like Viper or Venom? He's got a big tongue. <laughs> Actually, I can see you being Venom. Eddie Brock no. style as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a disgraced journalist in yeah. another life. <laughs> <laughs> like the, just like, well, you, you you'd be the Venom. The, the, the Venom you wouldn't want to be, which is the Venom lethal weapon. Like yeah. The lethal protector. lethal protector. I can yeah. picture you being Hawkman, I guess. Oh, that's I, a good one. I can picture you being Hawkman. Just a guy who has his moral center and you know what's up. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. I can totally yeah, picture you being Hawkman. That's a good Hawkman. one. Yeah. I think so. I wouldn't mind flying around the city and bashing lowly <laughs> street criminals on the head with a mace. <laughs> just flying around, just... Instead of pooping on people, just throw you down and clubbing them and then going back up. I'm a hero. That's what heroes yeah. do, man. I just swoop down randomly and club people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, just pick Ben Yurikit for you. He's not a hero villain, but he's a, he's a comic oh, yeah. character. That yeah. is true. He's a guy who sees it all, writes about it, and like just he sees the picture that nobody else can see. You know? He's good at observations. Yeah. 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 I like that. Ben Yurikit. Yeah. Thanks, man. One final question before we uh, wrap it up. If if there were a superhero PUBG, Ooh. who would be the top contenders? Wait, so PUBG, so PUBG we oh. is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, just to describe it succinctly, if you're if you're not familiar with it, it's a 100 player battle royale free for all. So everybody starts off with nothing, and they fly over an island in in a plane. And as this plane just flies in a straight line, everybody jumps off 
lands on the island, and it's up to them to go about the island looking for loot, such as guns, equipment, and weapons, vehicles, and whatever they need in order to be the last man standing at the end of the match. And as the game progresses, there's a playable circle that shrinks and shrinks, and if you're outside of that circle, you start taking damage. So if you're outside too long, you end up dying. So towards the end of the game, it's all about who has uh, the best equipment and is best prepared to win the final gunfights yeah. and survive. It's it's totally just a last man standing sort of game. Yeah. yeah. So who would be the best contenders in a superhero version of that? So are we just listing people? Or like are we like picking one? Do each of us pick one person? You can pick a f- whoever you think would be the top contenders. In terms of they're playing the game or the game would involve no, they're, characters? They're real... They're Oh, if real life acting a, out a, a the PUBG yeah. arena set up where yeah. it's almost like like battle royale, battle royale, yeah. Okay. Um, cable, cable, cable. I had two. I was either gonna say Ant Man or the Ghost. Okay, l- l- let's hear your guys' reason. Why, why would you say well, Cable? Cable or X Men because he actually has leadership, military, battle experience. Yeah, he knows how to work with guns. He can also survive. Mm-hmm. So you put him in a place that's really just supposed to be this version of a minor apocalyptic realm where you're just fighting for survival. Mm-hmm. He's, it's, he's ideally he's suited for it. Yeah. yeah. He grew up in that yeah. kind of environment. Yeah. He knows how to sneak around. And he's got enough powers to like to tell when people are coming behind him. And he, yeah, he, you can't sneak up on yeah. him. Um, that's good. Ant-Man can get really tiny-handed. It'd be hard to find him. <laughs> he'll, he'll always be in the circle. Yeah, he'll always yeah. be in the circle. That's true. Well, I guess he'd have to grow up, or he'd have to get big in order to get to the circle. Otherwise, it would take him forever. <laughs> <laughs> He's the size yeah. of an ant. Yeah. He has to cross. It would just be, yeah, the, well, the blue zone would kill him. Except the rule is, oh, the circle, yeah, because you just, yeah. you'd, you'd, it, would, it would sap you of your strength. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, there's that. What about the ghost? Why would you say ghost? Uh... The ghost can go intangible. So you just can't shoot him? Yeah, it'd be hard to kill him. Is the ghost the new villain in the new Emma movie? Oh yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. But yeah. not a she instead of a he? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. But So is the ghost actually a villain or is it just an anti-hero? I think... Well, I don't know. I, I don't know too much about it, but it looks like it's a villain. But they could, it could be one of those things where there's another villain behind it all, but... True. You know, we haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I'm just more curious about the ghost in the comic books. Oh, the ghost he's sort in... of an anti-hero. No. Uh, I'd say he's a villain, but he he uh, took center stage uh, a couple years ago during this run that Jeff Parker did on the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Hmm. Thunderbolts was a team comprised of supervillains that were forced to become superheroes. Yeah. So. In that sense, I guess you could say he was an anti-hero because yeah. he was doing good deeds. Uh, and he's clearly not as psychotic as a lot of the other villains who yeah. have come through those ranks. But or at least it's a different type of psychotic. Yeah, it's a diff- <laughs> he's not out slaughtering He's not people. a serial killer. Yeah, he's not a serial killer. <laughs> he's uh, what he's out it? to topple uh, he's corporations. An yeah. He's an anarchist. Yeah. Yeah. Drew, do you have one? Uh, I was just going to say... Wally West, the Flash, man. Oh, the good Flash, one. good one. Yeah, because someone who's that fast, like there's no way you can ever hit him. He'll never yeah. be far from the circle. He yeah. can go anywhere faster than you can see him, and it's just hard for me to imagine. Yeah, unless someone with uh, really heightened telepathic powers manages to think quickly enough to knock him out. Yeah, it'd be really hard to to stop him. 
Well, ignoring telepathic powers, right, the circle ever shrinks until somebody's left standing, right? Right, yeah. So if the circle shrinks, the flash can only run in certain That's true. certain zones. But he doesn't have to run. Remember, he can vibrate in place That's and true. go intangible. That's true. Right, so, so if you just place a weapon there, and then he has to, through his body, he cannot solidify this, he dies. Right, but then the circle will continue shrinking and somebody will end up, somebody's going to have to die. Yeah. So if, I guess if... Well, if you think it was intangible, then he, I guess we're still saying that even if he's intangible and he goes inside the circle, the circle, will, being outside the circle, it still will sap him of his health. Well, I guess if we're trying to think of rules that don't really exist in the game, I guess we could say that even if he's intangible, but if he's in the, in the blue zone... He could still get he hurt. He could still get hurt. Okay, okay yeah. then that that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Then I think yeah, Ant Man or the Atom would probably have a really good shot because Adam would have the Atom can go job. even smaller than yeah. Ant Man. And he might be faster. Yeah. Because like, I think even at that size he can move pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, Ant Man would be a really top contender. Well, because I think there's, all, so there's a certain minimum size the circle even gets there, because you can't make it infinitesimally small, right? Because it will, until somebody, until the last person is alive. Well, in that case, yeah, anybody yeah. who's not really small will win, because they could just shrink and be like, you can't find me, you can't touch me, and eventually yeah. the circle will shrink and kill the biggest person there. Then you could also say that Superman, with his heightened senses, could be able to see an atom. So he yeah. could see the atom, and no matter how microscopic he is, <laughs> and just crush him, somehow. Unless the atom gets, gets into the ground. That's true. He yeah. could, he could go. The atom could go so small that he, he fits in between yeah. the molecules of Superman's heat ray vision yeah. or yeah. freezing breath. <clears throat> Definitely heat rays because I don't think the freezing breath can be that focused. What if Superman just blows really hard and pushes the atom out of the circle? Is that possible? That's possible, actually. The right? only problem is if the atom is that small, it may not be influenced by a microscopic like wave push. Hmm. Like. Mm. Because you have different physics behaving at that level, then. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, Adam, he is our PUBG champion. <laughs> yeah. Unless Superman can focus his waves, his eye blast, to be so small that even the atom can't go in between them. <laughs> but I don't think I can handle because then you would have a cohesive light. I don't know. Yeah, because... Yeah, because well, light's well, still going to go heat, through, it's right? It's heat ray visions, but it's... Is it a heat ray through, like... Laser optics? That I'm not sure. Because, like, technically speaking, if it just it has to be excited electrons, excited photons, technically he could make the beam th pretty thin. So, I have to go back into my physics. And <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we're not. I'm not smart enough. We're to, I'm not a quantum <laughs> physicist. Yeah. So I'm gonna need you to do some research on yeah. that, Shanus, and we'll get back to that. Get back but, to it. Yep. All right, I think that about uh, wraps it up for what we have t today. Uh, thanks, everybody, for submitting your grab bag questions. Uh, we'll do this again sometime. That was pretty amusing. That was fun. <laughs> cool, cool. You guys are listening to Between the Gutters. This is Drew Tan. This is Albert Lamb. And Alexander Shanus. Thanks for listening. We're signing off. And, uh, yeah, feel free to hit us up in the comments. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, or just leave a comment. Yeah. If you have any other or questions? Or you can email us at email between us. the gutters at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yep. All right. All right. Cool. Bye, guys. Adios. Shanka Donka. <laughs> <laughs>